5. I want to read the first nine verses. I want to give you some thoughts out of this passage. So after we read these verses, we'll have a word of prayer, and you can be seated, and we'll get into the message. But John chapter 5 says this, After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, hot, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and at troubled and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lying, knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? And the impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father Lord, I'm thankful to be here today, God. Father Lord, I thank you for the testimonies we've heard this morning. God, I thank you for the praise that's been given to Jesus and to you, Father, for your faithfulness. Oh, Lord, I love you. God, I pray you'd help us right now. Lord, I need your touch. God, speak through me, please, God. Give me clarity of thinking, Father, and clearness of speech. I pray I need that. In Jesus' precious name, amen. You may be seated. When I was looking at this passage... There's several things I kept seeing here. And I was trying to grab hold of maybe one particular thing and I, I couldn't decipher and, and just kind of put away the other. It seemed like when I thought, I began to think about one specific, then I would think about something else or another. And, and I, I was thinking, how am I going to do this? Uh, but then I thought about this. I thought about a pool of water. talking about the, the pool of Bethesda here. You think about uh, those of us who have ever fished or you've been around water. You get to that water. That water, you take a body of water, there's reflection comes off the water. Uh, there are times that, hey, when the sun hits the water just the right way, man, if you don't have sunglasses on but blind you, I mean, that sunlight just bounces off that water, and you can just simply see the, the beaming sunlight off, off of the water. I thought about that, and I thought about also how there are times that the water is still enough, how you can almost take a picture of the water where it's reflecting absolutely things around it are just as pretty as the things when you look up. And then I thought about also if you stand still enough and the water is still enough, you can see yourself in the water. And I was thinking about those things, and I thought about, you know what, all those things we see in there, and I thought about this, I thought about, well, I'm just going to preach on this, the reflections from the pool of Bethesda. I'm not just going to hit on one, I want to hit on, basically there are three things I see in the passage I want to share with you this morning. So I'm going to preach just on the reflections from the pool of Bethesda. I want to look at the, this passage and what it reflects to us and what we can see in it. So I'm just going to start off when we get right into it. Number one is this. I want us to see this, and I see this in the passage, and something I want, to, I want to just preach about for a little bit, and it's this, the purpose of the pool. 
This pool of Bethesda, the purpose of it. Look what it says in verse 3 in our text. It says, In these... Uh, it says, And these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For the angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Thank God for this pool of Bethesda and those that were able to experience uh, what took place at the pool of Bethesda. If you study it out, Bethesda is defined as this, place of mercy. And I thought about that and I thought about this water hole, this, this pool of Bethesda and the purpose of that pool of Bethesda. That pool was a place where people could come to that were maimed, hey, they were lame, they, they were sick and they could find healing uh, and experience the mercy and the grace of God where the sick would be healed, where uh, water would move as that angel would come upon it, where people got help. And I thought about this, I thought about the reflection or I guess maybe the looking of it being as how that how that ought to be the local church today. Boy, I thought about how we should be a watering hole. Listen, we're in a dry, barren land out here. We're in a day where it seems like the things of God have dried up. But thank God, Brother Jason, we can come to a watering hole. Amen. Thank God we can come to a little building this morning and God meet with us. Amen. And we can come here and, and we, can, we can experience the touch of God and the help of God. And I thought about how we can also be a watering hole for other people that are that are dying of thirst out there that need the living water within themselves and how they can come to a place and they can learn and experience the mercy and the grace of the Lord. Amen. A place to experience mercy and grace. When we uh, testify or we sing, it's been made mention of many times this morning. Hey, everything we do here, we want to bring glory and honor to the Lord. Amen. It's because of Jesus. It's like the song they sang, I am what I am because, hey, it's what He's done for us. Amen. It's all all because of the Lord. There's nothing good within us, nothing we can brag about today, but we sure can find a lot of things to stand up and just praise the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Thank God we can be a watering hole. Listen, it's not about rituals. It's not just about religion here at Old Pass Baptist Church, but it's a place that people can come that need the living water and they can drink of Jesus and receive eternal life. Amen? Thank God we can be that way. I thought about that pool being that place where they could experience uh, mercy and grace but then I thought about this it was a place where the waters would move it said there about how a certain uh, at a certain time an angel says for an angel went down at a, at a certain season there and the waters would move and I thought about this whenever you study your Bible and you can look it up but a lot of times in reference to the Holy Ghost where he's in reference to moving water whenever you see uh, moving waters there's a lot of times parallels with the explanation of the Holy Ghost the Holy Spirit of God being uh, brought out through moving water and I thought about this and I I thought about, man, this pool of Bethesda, it was not only a place where people could come and get mercy, experience the mercy and grace of God, but it was a place where the waters were moving, amen. I'm afraid today, though, listen, we've got people that are trying to come to a pool of Bethesda. They think they're going to a place, and they may go into the doors of a building that's called a church, but there's no moving of the water there. Hey, it's just dead as a doornail. The Holy Spirit of God is nowhere to be found, Brother Jason. It's just kind of stiff, and it's kind 
a steal and there's nothing there, Ben. It's kind of like people come and people go. But thank God for the place, amen, where we can come to a place, hallelujah, and not only experience, Brother John, God's mercy and experience God's grace, but we can experience the moving of the Holy Spirit of God, amen. We've gotten a taste of that this morning, hallelujah. God's moved upon hearts, amen. People's magnified Jesus, amen. He's moved in the singing service. I'm telling you, praise God. Listen, don't take for granted that we're in a place that's like a watering hole where the mercy of God can be found here, but also the moving of the Holy Spirit of God, amen. Spirit of God moved. Hey, listen, from the very beginning in our Bible in Genesis, you can look it up. It says the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The Holy Spirit of God moves things happen, hallelujah. When the waters would move here by that angel from heaven, hey, there was some healing that was going to take place. Verse 5 says, And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. I thought about that, Brother Jason. My stars, here he is. Hey, who knows how long it was when he first got there, Brother John. But being, hey, failed attempt after failed attempt after failed attempt, he would not, people would beat him to that. But he didn't go away. He didn't just quit. He stayed there. You say, why in the world, Brother David? 38 years. I'll tell you why. Because he was at a place that he he knew was real, amen. He saw the moving of the waters. He saw the miracles from that. He had saw the mercy and grace of God and it may not have been exactly at that time for him and it was getting ready to happen but thank God, amen. You wonder how in the world, why would he stay in such a place? Because the moving of the Holy Spirit was taking place, amen. Amen. Man lay there for that long. Say, boy, why don't we just get up and quit? We got people quitting church left and right today. Thank God for y'all that are faithful. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, look, hey, thank, thank God that, that you, you come faithfully. Why is it? Because of the moving of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. He saw the effects. Boy, I pray and, and I desire that Old Pass Baptist Church be a pool, a watering hole for others that they can come experience the mercy of God, but also be a place where the Holy Spirit of God can move freely through services, amen, and move upon hearts. But it's a place also where people got help and healing. It's a place where, where people, this is the purpose of the pool now. Look in verse 7. He says, the impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the waters is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. What's he talking about there? He says this, hey, he needed help. He needed help to get down there. And I thought about this. He had no one to carry him to the place where the water was moving. And I thought, boy, I'm going to tell you what, would we have a desire as God's people at Old Pass Baptist Church to do all we can to tell people about Jesus and get them to the house of God, amen, where the waters will move, amen, where the mercy and grace of God can be experienced, amen. And listen, he, he had no one. And, and listen, we know, listen, understand this too. I thought about this as well as, as the purpose of it there, that, that there was healing, there was help taking place there. Thank God we've got a place we can come to and get help, amen. amen. Hey, there are times even in our spiritual life get a little ill at times. And hey, wintertime, we're trying to get past that curve. But hey, uh, you get hold of a, of a bug and get a little ill physically. But guess what? If you're not careful, you can get a little ill spiritually. But thank God there's a place we can come, amen. Thank God, hey, we can have a pool of Bethesda that we can come to as a watering hole. And, and we can get things right. We can get some help, amen. And find some healing and some help we need only that we're going to get from God. 
All right, I'm going to look at this now. Not just the purpose of the pool, but I'm going to look at the problem on the porch. I'm going to look at the problem on the porch. See, it says here in verse 2, Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. There's porches. There, there are places around this pool where this is where these lame and these sick people would go and where they would wait and where they would sit on these porches around this pool. Brother Jason, there's a big problem on the porch. There was a big, there was a big problem on the porch. They, uh, those people on that porch were sick. They were lame. Listen, they were ill. They were in great need. It says on down in verse 5, And a certain man was there which had infirmity thirty and eight years. And when Jesus saw him lying, knew that he had uh, been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered and said, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another step it before me. Listen, hey, he was in great dire trouble. He couldn't have no strength to get himself there, but there were others there. Everybody on them porches, listen, there was problem there. They needed to get to the pool. Porch was filled. Those porches were filled with sick and lame people. Now listen, here's why I need you to stay with me, all right? Stay with me on this. I got thinking about that. But I got thinking about the fella being. Not, not, not only was his, his, his biggest problem was the fact he was paralyzed. His biggest problem is what he's focused on. Now let me, let, me, let me give you an example on this. Like I said, stay with me now. You, you, get, you, got, you got all these people here waiting. They're, they're, they're just waiting. He's sitting there waiting. His focus is on the pool. Surely there are things that have been experienced at the pool. But understand something. Jesus Christ came up in the midst of all of them and none of them recognized the one that could heal every single one of them was in the middle of them. They were too focused on the pool and they were too focused on their own needs. Now listen, I'm not saying they didn't have needs. I'm not saying, hey, they couldn't find the help at the pool. But what I'm trying to say, just stay with me on this. We're going to go somewhere with it. He was right. Jesus walked right up in the middle of them, Brother John. And this man, nor any of the others understood. Hey, they were still focused on that pool, rightfully so, but they didn't realize the one that he's working behind the scenes and the purpose of that pool was right there in the midst of all of them being and they couldn't even recognize him. Boy, what a picture of a, of a lost sinner in the world today, Brother John. That's what I was thinking about. Listen, people today struggle with sin's bondage. They struggle with the, with, with the oppressions of, of the world and, and what comes with sin. Uh, people today, they're looking every way they can underneath the sun to fill the void in their heart that, and that answers Jesus Christ. They're going to great lengths, Brother Jason, and they're trying to do things in their life to try to fill and answer the void. And yet, while the whole time they're doing that and they're sick and they're ill and they're lame, Jesus is there. Jesus is passing by. Jesus is knocking upon their heart's door unnoticed. Unnoticed. What a tragedy. What a tragedy. And let me say this. That fellow may have had more of an issue than some of the others because he's having a hard time getting to there. But there's not a person, there's not a person that lives and breathes that has any trouble getting to Jesus the only thing that's going to keep them from Jesus is themselves. Right. Amen? Amen? 
There's nothing keeping us from the mercy and grace. There's nothing, nothing keeping a person here today from the mercy and grace of God except themselves. Amen. There, there's nothing keeping a person from the Lord hey, that except themselves. And listen, here's the problem. This fella, he, and I'm going to show you, he was so focused on himself and his issue, not that he didn't have one, uh, and the others were so focused on their problem and getting that problem fixed, which I understand that. But listen, they were so focused on that, they didn't recognize Jesus Christ. And they're just stuck waiting. And the answer's in the midst. Can I ask you a question? What is your porch? What is your porch today? See, it may not be that you need salvation, but there may be things you're struggling with. There may be things that you're so focused on. You're more focused on the problem than you are the one that fixed the problem. Amen? You're stuck. You ever felt like you just got stuck? You're just stuck. I'm stuck in my growth. I'm stuck in my faith. I'm stuck in my prayer life. I'm stuck in my, I mean, I, I'm doing it, but I feel like I'm not, I'm not improving. I'm not getting closer. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm just not, I, I feel like I'm not growing the way I should. I, I'm just, stuck. you're stuck on the porch. And I promise you, if you look, get your eyes off of you and get your eyes off of, of, of the problem and put them on Jesus, you'll find you'll get victory and you'll get healing and you'll get help. Amen. Amen. What are you fixed on this morning? There's a lot of people in this world today, boy, their porch, Brother Jason, what they're stuck on is false hope. Amen. Takes their eyes off the Lord. This man was paralyzed, Brother David. He was paralyzed. Listen, we, we got people today that are Christians that are paralyzed in their, in their Christian growth. They ain't going any further. That's sad. That's sad. Can I tell you some things that will paralyze you? Unbelief will paralyze you. Now, we got people that ain't going to heaven today because they can't believe in the Bible and believe in Jesus. They're lost. Hey, unbelief, unbelief, all unbelief's going to do is get you to hell. But we've also got people that, listen, they were saved by faith, but they can't walk by faith. And the Bible says the just shall live by faith. We're lived by faith. If you can't live by faith as a child of God, you're going to be paralyzed. You're going to be paralyzed in your growth, in your walk. See, that leads to this. You know what you know is going to paralyze you? Worry. Worry. I'm not saying we shouldn't be concerned about things, Brother Jason, but we got too many Christians today, they worry way too much. And if you are a worrier, you are paralyzing your, your, your growth in God, you're paralyzing your effectiveness, you're paralyzing your testimony because everybody you're talking to about how worried you are, they're seeing that, hey, you ain't, your God must not be big enough to fix the problem you've got. Right. Amen. Let me tell you which will paralyze you. Pride will paralyze you. Pride will paralyze you. Well, we've got people today, they're paralyzed. Hey, their porch is their pride. They don't want to come off that pride, Brother John. Hey, we better be careful here too. You better be careful of self-righteousness. You better be careful of self-righteousness. Boy, hey, God's brought me here. I'm thankful for that. Next thing you do, you want to look down. Everybody else is wrong and you're the only one that's right. Boy, that'll paralyze you. 
Nobody's worthy to be in my presence. Nobody's worthy to, 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 to grace my family with their presence. Nobody's wor worthy to, to, to have me uh, befriend them at any point. Nobody's worthy of that. Hey, listen, that'll paralyze you quicker than anything. Be very careful. God does great things in people's lives. They begin to grow. Next thing you know, they begin to get self-righteous thinking that they're better than everybody else and now everybody else is wrong. The preacher's wrong. Hey, people are wrong. Nobody can do it like they do it. People aren't doing it this way. I'm doing it much better. I'm telling you, that'll paralyze you quicker than anything. Where you think you're growing, you ain't grown a lick. Amen? Let me tell you, it's a paralyze your religion will paralyze you. Getting caught up in the rituals. Well, we get up, we go, we have to go. Listen, I'm here today because I want to be here, praise God. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to come back tonight because I want to come back tonight. Amen. Hey, I thank God, Brother Jason. Listen, I sang this morning not because you got up and said, listen, open that red book there and just and lift your... No, I sang because I wanted... I had a song in my heart. Amen. 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 Praise the name of Jesus. Listen, I'm telling you, listen, this, this ritual today and, and of religion will, is paralyzing people. And they'll leave, listen, they'll be just like this man here, disabled and disappointed. Although this man kept coming back, he was very disappointed. Listen, and that, listen, you get stuck on the pores. You get stuck on focusing on things more than the one that can get you out of that thing and take care of that thing. You'll end up being disappointed, even as a child of God. So look at the problem, listen, the problem on the porch. Listen, th that, that, this problem on the porch here, if these people that are just kind of waiting and here Jesus moves in and none of them can even recognize that, that's, that's very real in the text. That's also, though, Brother John, it's much so very real today. Amen? Now look, the purpose of the pool we looked at, the problem on the porch, but here's my last point, we'll be done. Ben, I want to look at the person at the porch. Hallelujah. Purpose of the pool. There's a problem on the porch, but thank God there's a person at the porch, amen. And he took care of it all. Look at verse 8. Jesus was there, amen. amen. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole. Praise the name of Jesus. He took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Lord Jesus Christ. Christ came to where he was at, amen. Miss Christy testified this morning, and I know because she's my wife, but I thank God for the night he came to where she was at, amen. God will thank God. Hey, thank God, Aaron. God will come to where you are at, amen. I thank God for that. Yes, we can run to the cross, and we should. Thank God for that, Brother Jason, but I thank God, hey, at a day when I wasn't looking out for myself, and I was lost and undone, wretched, hey, pitiful, hey, an alcoholic, a liar, and a phony, I thank God, Ben, he came to where I was at, amen. I thank God, Brother David, he knocked upon my heart. I thank God he showed me who I was, Amen. And revealed who he is. And I thank God I got saved. Amen. I thank God he, he'll come to where you are. Amen. He came to where he was at. And then he performed a great miracle. Listen, Jesus Christ loves us enough to enter our situation of misery. Think about that now. No matter where you are today, no matter what you're going through, he'll come to where you are. Amen. What a Savior, amen? And he'll come to help. He'll come to heal, amen? And if he has to, he'll come there to save, amen? 
Praise the Lord. Look at verse 6. I want you to see something. It says this, When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him. Now look, Jesus asked him a question. He says, Wilt thou be made whole? Do you want to get well? Look, even though the fellow didn't even know who it was, Jesus desired to, to give him some mercy and grace, to heal him, amen, to perform a, a miracle. Because listen, he was so focused on his problem, he didn't even answer the question. Because he goes in and says, the impotent man answered and says, sir, I have no man to take me. He, his whole thing was a problem. He didn't say, yes, <laughs> make me whole. Yes, I hear that question. He said, hey, i got a problem here. What are you talking about? I've got nobody to take me down there. Listen, thank God, amen. Listen, thank God Jesus went down there. And Brother David, he asked that question. Hey, but he had in mind he's going to take care of him, amen. Praise the Lord. Now notice, listen, the, the, the man mistakes Jesus, I guess maybe for a helper. And, and he just simply, would, his answer to, to the Lord Jesus is, just get me in the pool. But, but, but his answer is, is listen, uh, all I want you to do is just simply get me to the pool. Because it says, the impotent man answered, sir, I have no man. I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another steppeth before me. He said, I've got a big problem here. And Jesus said, you don't understand. Your problem's getting ready to be taken care of, amen. Now look, here's the funny thing. When the Lord Jesus asked him a question, Ben, and even though he was focused on the wrong thing, he thought he knew what he needed to get right. He did. And, and quite frankly, he'd seen other people go that way. That was fine. But understand, I'm saying stay with me on this. You've got to stay with me all the way. Don't jump out the boat. Listen, what he thought was the right way it was going to happen with him wasn't what God was going to do through him, amen. God said, i got a better plan. I'm going to come personally right down here and just touch you, amen. Right. Amen. amen. Well, listen, too often we've got it all planned out. Here's what we're going to do for the Lord. Here's how the Lord's going to do it. Here's how it's all going to turn out. But i got news for you. We're not, hey, God's not on our plan. We're on his plan. Amen? Amen. That was man's plan. Well, I need somebody to get me down there because people keep beating me to it. But the Lord Jesus Christ said, listen, we're not going to follow your plan today. I'm just going to heal you, amen. And guess what? It's not our plan we need to be worried about following. It's God's plan we need to worry about following. Amen? Look what Jesus says in verse 8. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Now look, he gives a threefold command there. You see it? He says, get up, pick up your mat. That bed a lot of times was just a mat, something they could lay on, and walk. And guess what happens? The man obeyed by faith. He's been there for 38 years laying. I mean, think about it now. He had to administer obedience to what he was saying, and he had to administer faith, but he is healed. He is healed. He had that three, those three things there. And listen, faith and obedience over and over again. I know it's been mentioned about trust and obey before. Listen, those things are required if you're going to experience the miracle of the new birth as a child of God. If you want to experience the miracles in the pool of Bethesda, we're sitting here, you're going to have to practice faith and obedience. Amen? Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and obedience in God's Word. You're going to have to. Not going to happen without it. 
Look what he says here. You want to talk about faith? Here this man who's laid, he'd been paralyzed for 38 years. It says, Jesus saith unto him, rise, comma. There's your first command. Rise. You know what that is right there? That's faith, Brother David. What? Rise? Can't you see? That ain't happening. But guess what happens? He did. That right there is faith. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, as any man should boast. Amen? That, that first command there uh, I see is that's faith. But then also he says, take up thy bed. I thought about that. I thought about repentance. He says, I want you to, I want you to pick up your mat. You say, well, how, how is that repentance? Well, the Bible says this in Ephesians chapter 2. You don't have to go there for the sake of time. Uh, and you have the quickened who are dead in your trespasses and sins, who in times past ye walked according to the lust of the world, according to the prince of the power of this air. Guess what? Here's what he's saying. You may have used that mat and laid there for 38 years, but you're going to be living a whole different way now. Amen? Get on your feet, pick up your mat, because you ain't going to need that thing anymore. Praise God. Amen. And listen, I'm telling you, when it comes to salvation, we got to put faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to save us, but there's got to be a change of direction. Amen. There's got to be a time in your life you say, I'm tired of going about it my way. Amen. I want to go about it God's way. And he was going to have to put faith in what the Lord's command was and then take up thy bed. Listen, that's all he knew for all of his life. 38 years of his life, that is all that he knew. Hey, but it was all about to change. And I can promise you this. Uh, as, hey, and when you get saved as a lost individual and you get saved, therefore if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Amen. You will have a change of life and a change of direction, amen. You'll have a change of desires. You'll have a change of focus. You'll have a change of speech. You'll have a change of attitude, amen. You'll be changed because you're not marching the same way, praise God. You've been touched, amen. Hey, and you'll be going the other way. Hallelujah. Amen. In Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 says, so then walk in the spirit and you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Your walk as a child of God will be spirit-filled now, not of the flesh anymore, amen. Boy, there was a way I used, there's a direction I used to go, Brother David. There was a way I used to talk. There are things I used to do. I don't go that way anymore, hallelujah. Why? Praise God, I've been saved, amen. Amen. Second Corinthians, uh, uh, I mean Colossians 2, 6, listen to this. For the sake of time, I'll just read them to you, but it says this, As ye therefore receive Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk, in Him. Those of you that have been saved now, you, you've experienced the miracle of the new birth, now begin to walk in the ways of the Lord. Amen. How is that? It's through the direction of the Word of God. It's through the preaching of the Word of God. Through the help of the Holy Spirit. Faith and obedience. Listen to me. Faith and obedience will not only save a sinner, but it's faith and obedience that's also going to develop your walk as a believer. Amen. Make sense? This faith and obedience that he needed in order to receive the miracle, we need that as a child. There's got to be a time as a sinner, you put your faith in the Word of God, hey, you obey what the Bible says, you call upon the Lord to save you, turn from your wicked way, turn to God, put your faith in Jesus, you'll be glorified, hey, born again, amen, as a child of God. But also, it, it doesn't stop there. Once you get saved, then you need to walk, hey, it says, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, amen. Now there's a walk that you have to do, a life to live, in Christ, amen. 
according to the word of God. Some argued. They say, well, did the man get saved? Didn't he get saved in our passage? You know, I, some theologians, and you begin to look at this, and well, he did or he didn't. And I'm not here, I'm not going to argue that today, but I will say this. Next place Jesus found him was in the temple. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Go look in verse 14 of our text. It says, afterward, Jesus findeth him where? Well, that's a pretty good start for me, Brother David. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, listen, there's a change right there, and I guarantee you probably been he's gone there because, hey, back then they'd go to the temple to give thanks to the Lord for what's done taking place to him. Amen. The very next place you find him in the temple. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, you're, hey, you can't say I'm saved and not have desire to come to church. You're going to have desire to be in the house of God. Amen. Amen. Y'all with me? Look, he came in, and Jesus found him. His back was on the bed, but he leaves with the bed on his back, Ben. He's a changed individual because of Jesus. Amen? Can I tell you something this morning? Jesus is, he's ready to meet you at the pool of Bethesda. He's ready. He's ready and willing. There's no doubt in my mind he's walking through this, this place right now. Maybe he's touched your heart. Maybe it's salvation. But maybe it's not salvation. Maybe it's something you've been struggling with. Listen, that's that porch you've been stuck on. Hey, Jesus is here to help you at your pool Bethesda. He's here to get you through. Amen? Listen, here's what you need to do. You just simply need to respond by faith and obedience, and let the Lord work a work in you that he so desires. Ben, won't you come to the piano? Let's stand to our feet. Ben's going to begin to play. Listen, if you need to come, the altar's open. Let's respond. Let's respond.